Well, it is time for Gardening with Barb and Karen on 89.7 The Maverick. Karen is out for uh, uh, a little under the weather today, and hopefully she'll be able to uh, be back with us on Monday morning. But uh, Barb is here, and Barb, uh, it's always... Nice to see you. Hey, yeah, and I think a, it's gardening with Barb and Dwayne. Well, it, yeah, I'm just filling in. So well, you're I, getting more and more knowledgeable. I am. Well, it's it's hard not to. I'm trying to <laughs> convince you to, to just start a little garden or a little something right. grow something whether it's in pots yeah and well, it it just kind of takes over after a while it do, well it does uh, you you brought some stuff for show and tell i could show you the picture that my wife sent me uh, earlier this week she had a whole bunch of tomatoes ah. that she had uh, she, she had grown and we had that uh, uh, with uh, with some chicken and some cheese, and that was a really good meal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, tomatoes. Uh, we had uh, bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches. Oh, and we were going to do that, too. We just didn't... Uh, I think that's maybe on uh, on the agenda for the weekend, yeah, for we lunch on the weekend. we had that last night. Oh, and good. Uh, so good. And by the time you get two slices of bread and the tomatoes and the lettuce and stacked high yeah and the bacon it is you have to hang on to it with hands <laughs> finally i cut it into fourths and then i was okay but so absolutely good and um and it you have to have homegrown tomatoes or you know sure organically grown tomatoes that, that are ripened outside they taste so mm-hmm. good you know um, the last weekend, I was doing a bit of traveling. My husband and I, we've been taking care of our dogs, two little Shih Tzu puppies. Okay. Uh, well, she was vacationing in Alaska. Uh-huh. And so what we do is w- she brings them halfway oh. to us. So we meet in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. But it's always interesting. I love car trips because you just, you learn so much. You, you know, I'm so fortunate. My husband loves to drive. I love to be observing things. I am watching ditches. Sure. I am watching farm sites. I'm looking at the cloud formation. Mm-hmm. I'm making all these observations. So it's really sad when you see a beautiful farm site, lovely barn, uh, storage shed, beautiful house, and then in the grove of trees, you see these big old oaks and they're dying. Oh, no, yeah. Oak wilt is with us. It is such a sad thing. And uh, to um, to lose a tree that's so old, it's like losing a friend. Well, it, yeah. It really, really is. So we noticed that in both Iowa and Missouri, where there were oaks that were dying. Sometimes it was along... Uh, off from the interstate aways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was like in these farm sites. And then <clears throat> we were in Iowa City just making a little tour. Our niece uh, goes to university there. She's getting her PhD. And so we took a look at the, the campus and some things. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw this area where there were these uh, ash trees. And some of them had been cut down, but the ones that were standing were just like not a leaf on them. Mm. And then further in the row, there was some that had a few leaves yet. When you see a city block in this area that was meant to be a green space, and they're losing 
all the ash trees because of the emerald ash board. And this is one of the things we talk about so much. You have to have diversity in your planting. Sure. If you plant all one thing, you get one insect and they just... You can't stop Devastates them. Devastates the whole area. Sure. Yeah, it really, it really does. Yes, for sure, for sure. So that is a bad thing. I was, uh, uh, I've been talking to people about Japanese beetles, and that the good news is we haven't had the infestation uh, that we normally have, where we just, you know, a Japanese beetle, um, they will uh, eat and consume. 400 different varieties of plants and tree leaves and things like that. So uh, they, they just, um, they're very um, non-discriminating. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they'll, they're hungry they'll go and they'll eat, eat anything. Yeah, but that seems to be less, and the people, that the gardeners that I've talked to have agreed that we have fewer of them. I found one in my yard, huh? and normally they're on the rose bushes, yeah. they're on different, uh, the, the raspberries, things like that, the flower and crab apple tree, they're on there, but but they haven't been. And um, I was, Karen and I were having a discussion about this, and I said, you know, when the um, Japanese beetle goes into the ground now, which is sometime in August, they lay their egg uh-huh. And then when the egg um, um, comes up, turns into a caterpillar, they bore down into the soil, and they eat the roots of oh. grass. And so you get these big patches of brown, and, and that's what that is, that the, the grass has been cut off at the bottom, mm-hmm. and, and it's totally, totally dead. So I s- and, and the other thing about this is the uh, larvae, loves to be in areas where it is wet, where oh. they're being irrigated. Okay. And I have wondered, no science here, right. I have wondered if because we're having mm-hmm. such a drought, the the lawns are just hard. Sure. You try and put a spade in, and it's just like you almost have to pound it right. into the ground. And also there's been uh, severe cracks. You know, the soil mm-hmm. gets so dry, and it, hmm. it shrinks down in, and you see the cracks in the soil. Is it possible that because we didn't get the rain, we right. didn't get the Japanese beetles? It's, uh, there's a, that, that's, a, that's a hypothesis. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, there could be a correlation. There, there, could, will. there could very well be. Yes, it, yes. I, and if the, if the Japanese beetle season is over the middle of August, mm-hmm. then uh, maybe... We Maybe could start praying for rain yeah. <laughs> after that time. That would be nice. I was reading uh, Kent Thesey's article in the paper this morning. Okay. Um, he used to be our former uh, extension, extension agent for many, many y- years. Yes, sure. yes, he was. And he was talking about, I mean, we are in a drought. Yeah. And it seems like what we've had is... We have winds and thunderstorms, but we don't get the rain. Mm. But when you go to Waseca, I think that's east of us, right? Mm -hmm. As the storm leaves here and moves out, then it picks up the rain and it starts raining. And they have been blessed with rain over there. Uh, 
not so long ago here, they had four inches. And I just thought, oh, wow, yeah. four inches, what we wouldn't do for four <laughs> inches of rain. Yeah. <laughs> My rain barrels are, I have two that have about um, 20 gallons of water in each, but the other six are dry. Oh. And I just hate to put city water yeah. down and, you know, just, and this, I'm not watering my lawn or anything no. like that. Right. I'm just watering just the, the things plants, that, yeah. the plants, yeah, and the vegetables. Right. Yeah, yeah. And which is kind of a new thing. Um, I don't know if many people have tried this, but when you have a perennial flower bed or an annual flower bed, uh, mixing vegetables with that. And so this year hmm. in my um, foundation planting in front of my house, I have included um, peppers and eggplant and dill and uh, in with the flowers in with the flowers and I mean it looks great because you've got this green foliage sure and like the eggplant once they bloom and then they get these wonderful purple fruits on them sure and so it's it's I think it can be done I think I think we can use our yards a lot more wisely than we have previously. Hmm. You know, using, you know, food security is a big thing right. for people. And and you just think, well, no, I don't want to dig up my lawn. I don't want... Well, you can just have a... Make a nice border with a combination. You could have fruit, vegetables. You could even put strawberries in there and it'd be okay. I have um, red currant in, okay. in there, mm-hmm. which is a nice berry. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether I... Eat them, pick them or not, or are the, the birds take them? Sure, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's it's, it, it, it's it's visually appealing because of the red berries, and then if it feeds the birds, that's okay too. Yeah. maybe they'll they'll like that, and they'll leave the other things alone. Yeah, two for <laughs> one, which is which is very very good. Yeah, and I've noticed that uh, you know we have this pond, which isn't a big pond in our yard. It's probably eight feet long, maybe. Okay, it's two feet deep at the deep end. And uh, and in there, we have um, one water lily, which bloomed last week. They bloomed for about three or four days. They're just gorgeous. Uh-huh. But it has these lily pads. And then we also have water lettuce and water hyacinth in there. And so uh, since I've been more aware of how important water is and how we use water, yeah. I've been sitting in my porch, which is right next, and I can look right into the water, and I see uh, different insects come, and they will land on that water lettuce, and it has it has uh, roots growing down, which are like hairs, which stabilize them. It's like a, a it's just a landing pad. <laughs> it is a landing pad, and with that, and they drink, and the same oh. way with the lily pads, the bees also use it. The bumblebees are there. All the time, different ones are coming and going. It's just a, a really nice thing. But if you don't have a space like that for a pond, sure. I also have saucers. These um, you can get uh, saucers to go underneath your big uh, garden pots. They're they're plastic. Oh sure. Sometimes they're twelve inches in diameter. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. fourteen inches in diameter. Well, I take those. And I put about an inch of water in there, and I put a flat rock in there, 
and I put them out in different places in my yard. Oh, really? And then things that don't want to go to this big pond, they can go to these smaller spaces, and they can and they land. they some water available. Yes, yes, huh. yes, exactly. Butterflies have a tendency to do that, yeah. Huh. yeah. So, so, you know, there's we're having a drought. Uh, the, some of the people I've talked to are very tired of watering. Mm-hmm. They're even tired of gardening because it's been such an effort to keep everything looking good. Yeah, and, and with the ground being hard to even move the earth for planting or weeding or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the strange thing, Duane. The weeds come from everywhere. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> they don't need water. They're just, <laughs> and if you get quack, you can't pull quack out. You almost have to take a spading fork, mm. get underneath it, and lift it out. Because if you leave even an inch of root, you'll have another plant. Just that's just one of the things that happens when you garden. And it's it's. Uh, I would much rather have the rain, but I will say I've enjoyed not having to mow my lawn very much over the summer here. Yes, I, yes. I will say that. Yeah. But that's that's no trade off. That's a that's not a trade off for the No, no, it is the lack but, of water. And and you know the thing of it is, uh, leaving the lawn at least four inches instead sure. of three inches, when people scalp their lawn, yeah. uh, what happens? It just uh, it's it it provides sunshine deep in and and the weed seeds that are there they sprout mm. it just doesn't oh, take anything okay and you've got more weeds coming in sure so. i never thought of it that way but yeah that makes total sense yeah <coughs> interesting this fall is the time starting in august now is if you have bare spots in your lawn that would be a time to just work up those bare spots i'm not talking about your whole yard but if you have you know you know those bare spots sure. that happen that you can see a lot more now because of the dry yeah conditions. exactly and you might also think uh, maybe you need to dethatch. Thatch is the grass if you don't have a mulching lawnmower mm-hmm. and it builds up and it actually makes a cushion there. And you want to get rid of that. So um, you could use a dethatcher and some lawnmowers have that ability to mm-hmm. do that. Or you could use a good rake and rake them up, but get that out of there too. And then also, if your soil is really compacted and you see these cracks in that, you may need to get um, this um, machine, which is used to, hmm, I forget what it's called. To aerate? Aerate. Aerate is the right word. It's... it's, we have rented those, yeah. but you it's a big, heavy machine. Mm-hmm. It goes on the back of our pickup, and quite frankly, I don't think we want to be doing that anymore. There is a time in your life when you can struggle around with a heavy thing and sure, get it sure. off, and there's a time when you shouldn't <laughs> right. do that. So that might be something you'd want a lawn service sure. to do for you. Right. Maybe it's not necessary, but if you have lots of activity, compaction, um, kids playing on the lawn and different things like that, it may be time that you did that. Hmm. Okay. So think about that for the fall. And the other thing you can be thinking about is um, um, there are, are short, um, uh, what we 
difficult uh, a short amount of time for plants to grow. Like if you have a plant that matures in 40 to 50 days, Mm -hmm. so you put it in the ground, 40 or 50 days later, you're going to get fruit. You're going to be able to eat it. Lettuce would be an example of that. Uh, Radishes would be an example. Spinach, kale, those kinds of crops. You Now, starting August 15th, you'd be just fine. The worst of the heat should be over. You can plant those, and you will get a crop oh. um, in September. And for the most part, but this is tricky because, you know, if you don't get any rain, you're going to have to be watering. But uh, for the most part, those crops, those late crops, are usually really good for, we call those things cold crops, and, and they're very good. This year... I had uh, I wanted to raise turnips. I've been reading about turnips, how healthy they are for you, how we can grow them here, but you have to get them in early in the spring. And I didn't get mine oh, in early okay. enough. And I had flea beetles, and they ate all the leaves. Oh. Some, sometimes get them on radishes, too. Okay. So I said, okay, I'm not replanting these. I know I got them in too late. They don't like it when it's hot. So now I bought a portable container, and it is at least uh, 24 inches long and probably 10 inches deep. Sure. And I am going to plant a fall crop in there of these turnips. And with that idea of this container, if we have a hard frost, I mean a hard frost, I could cover it up or I could move it into my greenhouse. Either way. So you might want to consider that too. You know, if you if there was something if you wanted spinach, if you bought seed and you thought, Nope, it's too hot, you could do that and you could plant it in containers, it would do just really well. Hmm. Just keep it watered. If you go on vacation, a lot of us take vacations in the fall. Yeah. Then you want to get someone coming to your home and watering for you. So good things that you can do. I see that you, uh, for show and tell, you did bring in a cucumber. I did, and this, if you feel that that cucumber, can you feel how solid it is? It's almost like it would be plastic, but these are a new variety. I ordered this seed, I believe it was from Jung Seed Catalog, and I was doing some research, and this got such high marks for slicers. Um, It's less, uh, there's sort of an acidy taste to some cucumbers but this one isn't and uh, it's it's just great great we love it and yesterday my husband made 10 pints of bread and butter pickles oh yum and, and they look beautiful and they've got red pepper they've got a little bit of dill they've got a slice of onion uh-huh. and then these uh, the green on the, you don't peel them you leave the peeling on absolutely gorgeous I thought Wow, if nothing else, they look pretty. But um, I, I think they're going to be a real success. So that's what's fun about being a gardener. And that's what's fun about getting lots of seed catalogs. Uh, they start in sure. January for sure. You've got them. And all winter long, I make little crosses by sure. things I want. Then I get another seed catalog. And then I make. And finally, <laughs> I have to go with just four or five things that I can't live without and then say that's it there's no more room it's, you know yeah you have to be uh, yeah you have to be very selective on that <laughs> yes and you know I grew these from seed so uh, I 
I don't always grow my vegetables from seed, but I am getting to the point where I enjoy that process, too. Oh, sure. I grew cabbage. I grew broccoli. I grew cauliflower. And um, what else did I grow? Eggplant. And, oh, peppers. Oh, and tomatoes. Yes. And I grew just two kinds of tomatoes. Sometimes I've gotten so carried away. But, and I think I have just seven tomato plants. So when you do that, um, you start them inside then? I do. Yeah. I do. And usually, um, a lot of people do this earlier, but... uh, I start my seeds on April 15th because if you get them started too early, they get tall and leggy. Mm-hmm. They don't do as well when you put them out. Right. So if you come, you put out a short, stocky plant, and uh, it does much, much better. It sure. acclimates. Right. And that's part of it. After you've grown this plant, you want to just introduce it to the outside an hour or so a day after it gets warmer so it gets acclimated. And then you can get it into your garden for for the rest of the season. Interesting. Yes. Well, I can't wait to uh, to take this cucumber home and give it to my wife because she is a huge fan of cucumber water. She'll, she'll yes. uh, she has one of those. I don't know if it's called an infuser or what, but she slices up lemons and cucumbers and puts it in the center of this pitcher. Yes. And then then water goes in there, and uh, she has her uh, cucumber lemon cucumber water. And you know what? It's delicious. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I remember the first Greek restaurant I went to. They had a glass decanter, and they had the um, cucumbers floating in there, the, oh, the sure. slices. And I said to my husband, what is that all about? <laughs> and and we asked, and they said, oh, no, this is very traditional. Yeah. And yeah. so just help yourself. And it was very refreshing. It is. It's delicious. It, it is, and it's... Um, it quenches your thirst. So, and especially for folks who want a little taste to the water, they, 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 don't, they don't want to just drink water. It's so boring. It's yeah, plain. Well, yeah, yeah. Is... And and if you put an ice cube in there, oh, oh sure. my goodness, it's, it's yeah. I love it. it <laughs> you know, when you've been outside and you've been working hard, oh, and you've yeah. been perspiring, you sit down with a nice, nice. cold glass of water that's, that's right. been flavored with the cube. You could experiment with other things too. You know, if you ever grow mint, there's strawberry okay. mint, there's chocolate sure. mint, there's uh, there's spearmint. There's all these and you just take a few of those leaves and you heat them up like you would for tea and then you cool that down and you mix that with water Hmm. keeping those leaves out you take the leaves back out because all that that oil and that has infused into the water and cool that in your refrigerator delicious (laughs) delicious <laughs> I love it <laughs> I do too you're gonna be a gardener oh, well. you just wait and see you'll decide you need one plant of well this. we we had a we had a fairly decent discussion at home regarding green beans and the fact that that's about the only vegetable that I really really like yes is green beans so we got to grow some of those I have a profusion of them I'm going to bring you some more green beans yes absolutely because they're just they're coming on strong sure yeah good yeah absolutely oh, very good well anything else that you want to chat about well this you know what if you're thinking about the state fair ah, state fair yeah. starts uh, the 25th of this month mm-hmm. and runs till the 5th of September 
mm-hmm. and um, a date we've got coming up for Master Gardeners. <gasps> They're having their plant sale. Yes. Oh, Karen. Karen wanted me to remind uh, to talk about that. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah. I don't August thirteenth. Karen for that. Messiah uh-huh. Lutheran. That's in uh, North Mankato on the okay. top of the hill there, and uh, uh, I believe it's nine to eleven. That's what they usually have it. Okay. And so, yeah, if you've bought plants from us before, you know these are plants that we raise in our own gardens. Uh, you can come, you can buy a plant, you can find out how to grow it, and now, any other information you need. Are you sure? Is it t- is it tomorrow that the uh, the the note I have from Karen says that the uh, perennial plant it's the sale 13th. is tomorrow. Uh, yep, that's tomorrow. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, the 13th? The is 13th would be next Saturday. I, I believe I just read the newsletter. Yeah. Uh, we better I saw a flyer somewhere around here, but I think yeah. it was yesterday that I saw the flyer. Yeah, I, I, will do, I will do some quick research on that yes, and have an I, answer I, here in a few minutes. I think it is the 13th. <laughs> yes, yes, I think so. So, and the reason I think that is because my husband's class reunion is the same day. Ah, Okay, check that out. I will do that. Okay, good deal. All right, well, uh, that is uh, today's edition of the show, and uh, thank you very much for uh, for stopping in, as always, Barb, and well, thank, thank you, you for, for the cucumber. Thank you for being <laughs> such a willing and great um, person to talk to about gardening. We just love it. Very easy for you to tell me all about it, because I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, thanks to our listeners. We learn so much from them, and we hear from them, and we just absolutely love it. Absolutely. You're listening to your local independent public radio station, The Maverick, KMSU Mankato, KMSK Austin, broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University Mankato. Big ideas, real world thinking.